Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is August 20th, 2022. And we got a jam-packed transmission today. We are in the dead heats of the summer, spiraling quickly into the fall, getting ready for the new world system to roll out its next attack on humanity. And we want to shine some light on that, and we also want to bring some positivity in the world and let you know that everything is going to be okay. We're going to be able to get through this, and here's why. I was driving home last night, thinking about things, thinking about, you know, what I'm going to talk about on my show this week, and, you know, what what's the big topic right now that uh, I think should be front and center. And the most important thing, which is why I spent so much time talking about AI last weekend, um, the most important thing to remember is these people that are trying to take over your lives. They're the great disruptors, the great deluders, the great um, destructors. They are so weak. And the only way they can win against you as a human being on this planet, the only way they can win is if you allow them to. They have to get permission from you because you decide to desert your moral compass. You decide to ignore or walk away or bury your head in the sand. It's up to you. And let that really sink in because I want you to understand that is something that has been so apparent now that these people are so weak They have to use you as a vessel to turn against yourself. They cannot take over your life. They cannot destroy your life. They cannot demoralize you if you do not allow them to. And the most important thing that you can do is turn to God and ask God for direction, ask him for guidance, and he will provide. You have to give him your everything. And I really want that to sink in because as crazy as all of this stuff sounds that I talk about, as crazy as all of these things are, if you can understand that and recognize that, that you are your biggest enemy. And I know it's the old cliche in the world and, you know, everybody says that, you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I understand, but it's very true. And seeing these guys trying to run their operations, the Mar-a-Lago raid is blowing up in their face. Betsy Johnson trying to come out as an independent is blowing up in her face. Now, granted, she's got a lot of money, so they're just going to throw more money at it and get organizations that are corrupt like KGW or any of these other news organizations. They're just going to get them to cover it up and write, you know, uh, darling reports about her to try to make her seem like she's fringe or, you know, combating against the system when we know she's just a closet Democrat. And I know some of you guys might like Betsy. I think she's a closet Democrat and she would be just as destructive as everybody else. We are in a bad situation when it comes to the governor. You got the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And you can pick and choose and decide which one's what. 
So in that, um, she's refusing to release her tax returns and getting some blowback on that. Um, but how interesting is it that all these main uh, news organizations, I quote, are just pushing Betsy Johnson, trying to push her to the front and center and make her seem like she's risky and, and fringe because that's sexy now. Being non-compliant to the system is sexy now, which is why Betsy Johnson even has uh, a leg to stand on because she's milking that fringe aspect. I know um, the mayor of Almsville, I forgot his name, Derek, that guy, same thing. He's trying to promote like he's not a Democrat or Republican, right? He's a quote, independent. And so that's the real sexy thing that people are trying to do in Oregon um, because the Republican Party is so corrupt. The Democratic Party is like in shambles and nobody wants to follow them. Kate Brown has destroyed it. So what do they do? They go, oh, well, we're, we're fringe. We're on the sidelines. Uh, we're, not, we're not with those guys. We're not with the system. Meanwhile, if you look at who's funding them, it is the system. It's kind of like Antifa talking about how they're uh, against fascism, where in the same breath, they're being funded by people that are promoting fascism. And the anti-fascist community are the fascists. And they work and are getting paid. And they are getting paid. We discovered that about six years ago, five years ago, there were Craigslist ads online asking for recruiters to go out and basically stage rioting and do LARPing. And they would make between $600 and $1,500 a weekend. So you get all these low lifes that like, yeah, I'll go do that. Throw some masks on, go out, start some fires, have some fun, get paid. You know, that, that was all a thing. And so you have to understand, like, that's what that organization's from. And they're meant to keep you in your home. They are meant to scare you. They're meant to try to intimidate you. But when you confront these people head on, straight on, what do they do? They cower because they are weak. You, the listener... You, the uh, free-loving American listening right now, you are the salt of the earth and you are the foundation of this entire country. And it is up to us as the people to rediscover that, understand who the enemy is and rediscover yourself and move forward and get right with God and get right with your future and get right with yourself. That's the most important thing that you can do right now, because as things and more chaos starts to come into play and there's all these uncertainties and the moral code has been broken in the United States against the First Amendment with the court case on Alex Jones not being able to even speak. He wouldn't even be able to speak. He couldn't say that he's innocent in his own trial about him or stating that his real beliefs, he was found guilty Prior to even going to trial, the judge just said that he's guilty. And so then the trial became how much money he was going to pay back the Sandy Hook families. Like that was the trial. Could you imagine? 
not even going to trial to if what you said was true or not, or uh, does it stand on the legs of the First Amendment to criticize something? We criticize things all the time. But how dangerous of a slippery slope is that? So the moral contract has been broken. When the FBI raided Trump, that moral compass has been broken. We can no longer trust these institutions to protect us. They are now against us. They are now our enemy, which is why I say right here today on my show, I propose to defund the FBI and dismantle them and disperse them through different agencies to allow for some more oversight to where they work for the people again. 100%. They have been so corrupt along the way. They were behind the Governor Whitmer case uh, in organizing that. They were behind the January 6th uh, in organizing that. And time and time and time again, lo and behold, we see the FBI on the front lines or just one degree away, such as Ray Epps. Why is nobody talking about Ray Epps in January 6th? He was actually the one person we have on video talking about and encouraging people to go inside the Capitol days before. They have him on video, and that guy is still walking around on his ranch in Arizona or wherever it is, uh, free and clear. Nobody's talking about him. Is that suspicious? I don't know. Meanwhile, there's over 800 people, including Simone Gold, who simply just walked in the Capitol, gave a speech to open air on, the, on her phone, and walked out. She is now in federal prison right now. And she's a doctor. She's one of the main frontline doctors who came forward in April, early April and May of 2020 to say, hey, you remember this? Do you remember the 17 doctors that lined up? I think it was in front of the uh, Supreme Court. And they did a video, went viral, 15, 17 million hits. And the doctors are like, hey, I know it's scary. Everybody's talking about COVID, but guess what? We got a cure. We got a cure. Don't worry. You don't have to hide in your home. Not to worry. We will take care of this thing. We could all be back. We could all be back working and things could be normal in a month. Got 17 million hits. Got deplatformed. A lot of those doctors then became under investigation. Anthony Fauci, the hair lord, heirloom of the entire pandemic, Remember this was talking about those guys saying, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Between all of them, there was, you know, three, four hundred years of experience, just an ungodly amount of experience between those people. They knew what they were talking about. They had the cure. Zelenko, you know, all these people that now we know that I think are a household name, those people stood up in the face of this tyrannical system and said no. We are going to honor the Hippocratic Oath. We are going to honor our people. And we are not going to let people be scared by something that we know that there is preventable medication, prophylactics, and cures to help delegate and mitigate this, quote, virus, which the CDC now says was just the flu, right? In hindsight, looking back on it, those were very, very brave doctors. One of those doctors right now, Simone Gold, is now sitting in a federal prison for simply going to the Capitol and exercising her First Amendment rights. 
Let that sink in. She is now in prison for that. For trespassing. I don't even know what they sentenced her to exactly. But they're sentencing a lot of these people for trespassing. Since when do you go to prison for 60 days for trespassing? So, the social contract has been broken uh, in this country. And it's up to us to rethread it and to put it back together. It's up to us and how we operate in our day-to-day lives and the things and decisions we make, where we choose to spend our money, where we choose to spend our time, who we choose to associate with, and what decisions we make in our lives. Are we working toward a prosperous human future? Or are we getting lazy and taking, um, what, what's the best word for it? Taking simple uh, ease. Are we sacrificing our security for simplicity or ease? And I really dove into this with AI talking about technology. So something I want you to ask yourself, and this is something that you should practice uh, to really see where you're at. And I would choose a day that's not a work day. You know, most of you probably don't work on the weekends. But really try this, and this might be a great exercise for you. Try turning off your phone, not watching any TV, and doing all things natural for one day. Play some board games, uh, do some gardening, hang out with your kids, go on walks, go on hikes, go on things like that. But when you go on a walk or you go on a hike... Leave your phone off, put it away, and spend a full day and just choose one day out of the week to do it. And let's really see how connected and interconnected you are within your life on how dependent you are on technology. And this is a good practice because they are going to be using in the next rollout, in the next future, in the near near future... They're going to be using those devices against you more than they already have. And by doing that, they're going to attempt to disrupt your life. So it's good to get a basis and a baseline to see where you're at with technology and how dependent that you are on it. Thanks for listening. Stay with us. From the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Before we went to the break, we were talking about technology. And I really like technology, don't get me wrong. I, I think technology can be great. Um, it has definitely allowed for ease in life. It is, is it allowed for us to relax. Now, is that a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. It has some good elements to it. I like to relax. I don't have very much time to relax. I never get to do it. Uh, But when those small windows happen, it's fantastic. And I think everybody should do it. But is it good for us? Is it making us lazy? Is it making us decadent? Absolutely. Because 
they have these distractionary systems, such as Facebook. I, a lot of you guys still use Facebook. I don't know why. But Facebook, you sit on there. Next thing you know, hours go by, minutes, and you're just burning time. But you're also moving and migrating your train of thought. So you're getting out of your conscious mind and going into this kind of, it's called suspended disbelief, but you're just getting into kind of this dream world. And so you start dreaming off and it kind of makes the day go by faster, right? Because, you know, you have all this time that you're filling. Whereas before, I think prior to cell phones and prior to everything else, and I'm going to get off this topic because I, I, I think you guys really understand you know, where I'm coming from on this, but before you would spend that downtime thinking and thinking and downloading what you're experiencing in the world. But now we're filling that up. So our brains never get to relax because it's constantly consuming things and constantly filling dead time. You ever notice that somebody's standing in line, you guys can see this all the time. All you have to do is look around, but just stand in a group with people. And when somebody stops talking, if they're not directly engaged in the conversation, what do they do? They pull out their phone. They look at their phone. They just kill that time. Rather than being engaged in what's going on around them, boom, they disconnect. Boom. Even just even if it's for 15 seconds. Or respond to a text real quick. Yeah, and I'm actually getting to a point where I'm not even going to text people anymore. If they text me, I'll just say, call me. That's going to be my auto reply. Call me. Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Because I'm so sick of it, and I think it, uh, it's, it's, it's killing our communication. And I already went into all that and everything else. So, interesting thing, in with technology, there's all different types of technology. There's all different uh, areas of technology. One of them that I find that's so fascinating that people don't talk about, nobody wants to touch this. And it's about self-spreading vaccines. What is it? Does it exist? Is it possible? Are we experiencing it right now? Have they been experimenting with us right now? Now, here's my theory. I think they spent their billion dollars on marketing to one. Hold on. Let's back up. I think they locked everybody down to put everybody in a state of fear to lose all your, uh, um, your patterns in your life, all of your uh, routines. They destroyed your routine. Have they not? Did they not? Absolutely, they did. They destroyed your routine in your life by locking you down. Then they took away your kid's school and just created absolute chaos in your world. And in science, it takes about 28 days to break a routine. 28. So they did that, and essentially, they disrupted your life for like a year. A year. A year of all these uncertainties we don't know your your employer suddenly turned into a nazi the lady at the grocery store who you used to be really good friends with is now of now hitler's child bastard mask child just completely going crazy about you not wearing a mask and now you guys are like not friends anymore you know we all know all the stuff that happened so they scared you out of that then what did they do Oh, they gave you a vaccine. Hey, everything's going to go back to normal. All you got to do is take this thing, this experimental thing, and we can talk about it forever. But one thing that hasn't been discussed is why did they make such a giant push? Now, some of you could say, yeah, it's for monetary purposes. Bill Gates made billions. 
Anthony Fauci made billions, and yes, he does have a stake in these vaccines as he goes on TV and pushes them, says that you need him, and he's the, like, global health czar, or the at least for the United States, he's the main guy that everybody was pushing everywhere. Um, but they had a billion dollars, essentially. They were paying online influencers on TikTok and uh, Instagram $1,200 to go on and say, get your vaccine. I mean, it was really bad, folks. There was nothing organic about this push. It was on every bus. It was in every grocery store. They pushed it everywhere. I mean, you could go get a, a vaccine at, you know, the, the local Dollar Tree. So, you know, they were having this everywhere. So why the big push? And here's why. Here's why I think. It's because of self-spreading vaccine technology. Now, I think you guys should really look this up because it's interesting. And they've been developing this for years. So I can go back. I know I mentioned something a couple years ago on Stacey Ann's show about self-spreading vaccines. But lo and behold, who's behind the development of this? And this has been going on. I printed a report from the CDC. This was back in 2014. They were talking about self-spreading vaccines in rabbit populations and how they administer it. And simply, they had to get 20% population, 20, 20% vaccinated in a rabbit population. And through the self-spreading vaccine technology, which is also done by John Hopkins is overseeing a lot of the stuff and the CDC, 20% would get and have them reach 100% vaccinated. So what does this mean? Self-spreading vaccines, also known as transmittable or self-propagating vaccines, are genetically engineered to move through populations in the same way as communicable diseases. But rather than causing diseases... Now think about this. How do diseases transmit? When you have the flu, you're what? Contagious. Okay? So they are creating supposedly in a vaccine side of things, the opposite of uh, the virus. They're giving you a vaccine that's making you basically contagious of the vaccine. Now this is my fear. This is what I think may or may not have happened. And I would love to get somebody on that might know some more about this. Okay, so they, uh, the vision is that the small number of individuals in the target population could be vaccinated, and the vaccine strain would then circulate in the population much like a pathogenic virus. They're talking about this. This is a real thing, folks. It's a real thing. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. I'm Joshua Michael. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome to Non-Compliant America. Here we try to speak the truth and inform the public for the oncoming attacks that are happening against humanity. Seems like every day now. And we want to inform you as much as possible to get you to think for yourself. 
and have thought-provoking content that allows you to shift outside of the paradigm of what the mainstream machine wants you to think about. And that is the rugged American individualism, the real non-compliance, the real non-compliant people are the American people. We are the most non-compliant people in the world. That's what we're known for. That's what the Revolutionary War was about, was us declaring non-compliance against the British people and the British Empire, which at the time was the most powerful empire that existed. And some could arguably say that they are uh, still in effect and still operating all and around within our governments. You know, it's been over 200 plus, 250 years um, since then, and they are still in operation trying to take us over. But I digress. We were talking about self-spreading vaccines. And I was getting into a theory that I was thinking about that I, I find very interesting. I haven't yet to find anybody really talking about it um, besides Dr. Tenpenny. Um, she has been a huge advocate stating that the, uh, the mRNA shot that they administered to everybody was actually a self-spreading vaccine and could potentially be infecting people around them, which makes sense. Just like any other disease that you get, it could be transferable. Which is why when they say that you're sick, you should stay home. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to put hand sanitizer on your face. That does not work. Because viruses are so tiny, you can't get them all. And they live on surfaces. And you can't get them all. So it's best just to stay home if you're sick. That's been the rule of thumb since the, end, the beginning of time. But now all of a sudden, it doesn't matter and you shouldn't stay home and you should wear a mask and everything else. Now the CDC has backfired on all that. Now they're saying nothing matters. There's nothing you can do to prevent transmission, which is kind of getting back to normal where things are. Okay. We were talking about self-spreading vaccines. So here's what I think. They made a giant push to get all the morons and the hysterians and the, the fearful to... Be the first in line to go get vaccinated. They get vaccinated. They got their second thing. They're just like, okay, whoo, yeah, we're going back to normal. Yay. Okay, now you can go places without a mask. Because nobody liked the mask, except the mask Nazis. They love the mask, and they're still wearing the mask. Still, It's still quite uh, quite humorous to see the, the individual driving around in the hybrid Prius in the car by herself with a mask on. I still, uh, I still enjoy those moments because it's like, wow, can they get that mental institution open fast enough? Because that's where they belong. Because at this point, especially with how much information's out there, if you don't see what's going on and what happened to us in 2020, then God help you because there's no saving your uh, mental illness. You just, I think, um, should go where you belong. So self-spreading vaccines, they've talked about it, using it in rabbit populations. Uh, they've used it in overcoming hurdles in um, monkey populations, rat populations. Uh, they are targeting e the Ebola virus in apes and bats. 
the Lassa virus in rats. So this is a very common technology in the space of science. And by no means am I a scientist. I don't, um, <clears throat> I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a scientist. I just know how to read things. And I think these articles are very fascinating and should be looked at. People should definitely look into that. So there's a technology to address the global catastrophic biological risks. And guess who's behind this? Lo and behold, it's Bill Gates. Bill Gates is also working on a vaccination process that involves a Band-Aid-like thing. It's, it's like a Band-Aid, but it uses microglass, and it has serial-numbered vaccine distribution microglass to where they just put a dissolvable Band-Aid on you and they just stick it on you. And within about a day or six hours, I don't know exactly how long it is, uh, it dissolves and now you're, you're, quote, vaccinated. And you can never get it out of your body. There's no, there's no way to get it out at, in, at this point. But it's also serial numbered to where they're able to basically file you into some type of catalog. Think about this. There is a number that is tied to that vaccine that goes to you and you can forever be tracked based on proximity sensors that may or may not be interfacing with the specific serial numbered devices that they just injected you in your body through a Band-Aid. That's the technology that they're working on. And that's the future where they're trying to take this. And this is technology and things that have been going on for years. It's not new. It's not, they're not just coming out with it right now because of COVID. COVID was a side effect from these systems. COVID was an afterthought. COVID was a deployment system. COVID was to soften up the public so they would be accepting to these crazy demonic technologies such as this. So what I think happened is they scared the public just enough to dive in and to jump on the bandwagon of the vaccine. <clears throat> Notice nobody really talks about it anymore. They're actually like expiring vaccines everywhere. All these vaccines are getting expired because the jig's up. Nobody's taking them. They realize they don't work. They've admitted they don't work. And so they're just expiring on the shelves all over the world. And um, so they made a big push and then they were just like, okay, that's enough because maybe they met their 20% quota. And here's where it all comes together. If they got their 20% quota for the self-spreading vaccines in the public, we are all in trouble. And we all potentially have already been exposed, which is why there's mass death everywhere. Kids are getting sick in the middle of August. All the kids, all the kids, people are sick, like sick, real sick, real coughs, real stuffy noses. And it's not allergies. They're actually sick. In the middle of August, that's like unheard of, especially with this amount of people and everything else. So, 
they have this, they've, they've reached their quota, and now they're just going to sit back and wait for all these people to get exposed. Now, here's another technology that this is from September 16th, 2021. And this article is about growing and eating your own vaccine. So the future of vaccines may more look like a Band-Aid, or it might be as simple as eating a salad. So no longer would you have to get a shot. And the UC Riverside scientists are studying whether they can turn edible plants like lettuce into an mRNA vaccine factory. Did you catch that? It's an mRNA vaccine, which is technically not a vaccine. They only call it a vaccine so they can have liability protection because there are liability protections that Big Pharma put in place beginning in 1986 where they no longer had liability and they created a separate vaccine court to where they could not be sued and had virtually no liability for any damages that were incurred on their vaccine. So if you call it a vaccine, by default, it falls under that indemnification. Okay, so messenger RNA or mRNA technology used in COVID-19 vaccines works by teaching our cells to recognize and quote, and I want to put quote, protect us against infectious disease, only because we know now that it doesn't protect us. This is an old article. But one of the challenges with the new technology is that it must be kept cold to maintain stability during transport and storage. If this new project is successful, and keep in mind, it's well underway, and they probably already have successes in it, and or could potentially already be rolling it out. They just have to introduce it to the public. Remember what I said at the beginning of the show. If we let them take over our lives, if we let them disrupt our lives, then they will be successful. But only if we allow them to do so. So by proxy, they have to introduce this stuff to us. And they introduced the lockdown to us years ago with movies like Contagion or I Am Legend or other movies like that, right? That primed our mind to think that there's going to be this big zombie outbreak and people are just going to be dying in the streets, which is why China released those videos in the very beginning about people collapsing in the streets because they wanted to provoke, promote the maximum amount of fear, and so the first thing we do is we default to what we've seen before to try to gain some type of foundation of what we're dealing with. So we default with movies that we've seen and different things through the suspended disbelief program to reconcile, reconcile what we're facing. Our then minds run rampant and begin to think that we're in that simulation. You see how the trick works? Be right back. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knee. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back to the last segment of today's show. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Make sure to please subscribe to our podcast at noncompliantamerica.com. And if you're listening to this on the radio on 104.3 FM or 1220 AM, 
we thank you. You are the beacon of light and you are the future. And you are the individual that is going to help push us into the future for prosperity for humanity. And without you, we cannot be here today. So thank you very, very much for your contributions and your support. It's all us together that allows this great American experiment to happen. We're spiraling into a crossroads right now where there is such a massive awakening happening with humanity. It's very motivating and it's very inspiring. These people that want to conquer the planet are not getting away with it easily. Now, the World Economic Forum just announced they're going to be hiring 110,000 information warriors, is what they call them, to combat, quote, disinformation on the global scale of all disinformation and misinformation that could potentially be circulating around the world, such as what we've seen with the COVID, uh, monkeypox, virtually 99% of monkeypox infections are gay men. Nobody's died, but yet they initiated a global emergency. Um, the feds, like a month ago, declared an emergency against monkeypox, and mainly it's spiraling around in New York City. But nobody's died. And the way it's transmittable is through what gay men do. That's all I'm going to say. So when you hear about it, it's not skin-to-skin -skin contact or anything else, but they're trying to move forward. And the reason it doesn't quite fit the narrative is because they don't have the minds of the people anymore. And this is where the positive aspect really comes into play. And this is where I think it's really important for you to understand the power that you have within yourself. And, what, and, and you might say, I am only just a person. I am just one person. But it's you standing on that rock by yourself or with your friends or with your family that really symbolizes the foundation that we have here of the American system. And if you can withstand and stay on that rock for the next couple years while they roll this out and create a mass amount of chaos and they try to push you off that rock and push you away from it, if you can stand tall and stand there, no matter what, we will prosper in the end because these people are weak and all they have is money and robots and useful idiots working on their behalf. We have the smart, intellectual, uh, humble, and the salt of the earth people on our side. And it just takes us to band together to really understand and combat against these people. And I can't emphasize that enough because I had an epiphany yesterday and that's what it wanted me to convey to you. That's what I needed to convey to you today is just hang on. We're doing great. You're doing great. Keep pushing forward. It's working. Nothing these guys are doing 
are getting through to us. They're not able to put the toothpaste back in the tube, like Roger Stone says. It's not, it's not, it's not going to happen. They can't do it. They're not winning over the public on anything that they're doing. Nobody believes them anymore. And this is a dangerous position for us to be in. Because the less we trust the institutions around us, the more chaotic it could potentially become. Which is why it's so important to maintain your grounding within yourself and do your own self-grounding and create your own self-awareness and create your own circles of networking and mentors and things that you associate with that keep you grounded. It's very important because as things break down, such as the medical institutions, nobody, nobody trusts them anymore, which is kind of the end goal because the UN and the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organizations, they want to be the end-all, be-all saviors to come in. So they have to destroy anything in its path and discredit anything in its path to where then they become the saviors. And that's the goal. But it's not working for them. So just keep in mind on that behalf. I love you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all that you guys do in this fight. And we all have to do our part and do everything that we can to do so. So getting back into some more news. I really like to emphasize that this governor's race is going to be an absolute disaster. And there's nobody positive that we can really vote for that's going to stand for the people. Betsy Johnson, everybody's jumping on her wagon. But keep in mind, she got a million dollars from Nike. The same Nike that has slave sweatshops all over the world making $3 shoes and selling them for $200. Now, if people are dumb enough to buy them, by all means, right? That's the open market system. But what kind of influence are they going to have on her, right? So monkeypox cases double. Virus can linger on surfaces is what they're saying. That's interesting. The UPS drivers are stating that the uh, brutal heat is endangering their lives. So now the heat in which comes around every year, basically it's the same as every year. Uh, now it's endangering their lives and these people can't work. I don't know if you know that OSHA created a new policy for all these big companies that if you have, if it's over a certain degree, then their employees have to take an extra break in the shade. That's the requirement. So just more hysteria kind of surrounding their thing because they're going to say climate change is the enemy um, and that's going to be our new enemy. Pence says he didn't leave office with classified material. So he's trying to step away from the narrative that... Uh, Trump had classified information, but Pence said he didn't leave office with it without any material, but he's been on vacation. Have you noticed that he's kind of been out of the scope and he said something the other day that was really interesting, but people aren't believing it. We know now after, after the smoke clears, we know that Pence was definitely an operat operative working for the rhinos and collaborating with backstabbing Trump the entire time. Pence was probably Trump's biggest um, Achilles heel. 
in his whole administration because Pence was a blue blood Republican that worked for the rhinos. He was a George Bush Republican. And we know that they were part of the problem in its entirety. But one thing I want to remind you, please subscribe. Go to noncompliantamerica.com. Subscribe to our show. Write me at jm at noncompliantamerica.com. We are here. We're looking for guests. We're looking for information. Any and all information that you have coming up uh, or you think that might be interesting or something that I should mention to the public, something that I should talk about, please, by all means, write us an email. Again, thank you for joining me and good luck out there in the great fight happening before our eyes. Have a wonderful week. Something